Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett. I want to welcome the callers and chatters to research at the National Archives and Beyond. This show will provide individuals interested in genealogy an opportunity to listen, learn, and take action. A special welcome to the members of La Comité the Archives Committee of Louisiana. You can join me every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time where I will have a wonderful expert who will share resources, stories, and answer your burning genealogy questions. All of my guests share a deep passion and knowledge of genealogy and history. If you have logged in as a guest and wish to participate in the chat, you can sign in through your Facebook account or blog talk radio. I will also open the lines in the second half of the show so that you can ask questions or make a comment. Following the show, you can continue this discussion on the Genealogy and History Forum of Afrogenius.com. Also, all of my shows are available as a podcast immediately after the broadcast and can also be downloaded from iTunes. Well, tonight's show will provide the listeners with a greater understanding of the genealogical resources in the state of Louisiana. Tonight's guest is Judy Riffle. Judy is a professional genealogist specializing in Louisiana research. She has authored numerous books and articles on genealogy. An officer in one of the largest genealogical groups in the state, La Comité, and editor of its quarterly journal, La Raconteur. She has worked to bring little-known and neglected historical documents to light. Her particular area of expertise is translating French and Spanish documents. Her most recent books are A Guide to Genealogical Research at the Louisiana State Archives, Natchitoches Baptisms from 1841 to 1849, and the New Orleans Register of Free People of Color between 1840 and 1864. So let me give a warm welcome to Judy Riffle, to research at the National Archives and beyond. Judy, welcome. 
Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, I'm happy to to have you on the show because, you know, you are the go-to person in Louisiana. Did you realize that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I try. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell us how and why did you get involved in genealogical research? Well, it all goes back to the bicentennial back in 1976. Uh, my mother saw a an article uh, in the newspaper where it mentioned one of our family names. It was an article about what was happening in Louisiana 200 years ago. Uh-huh. And since it was an unusual name, um, we decided to, to find out how we were related, if we were related to that person. And we went down to um, the Family History Center that was nearby, and they got us started doing genealogy. And we were able to figure out how we we were actually descended from that person who was mentioned in the article. And as it happens with so many people, we got hooked on genealogy and uh, sort of mushroomed ever since. And uh, then we got very interested in historic preservation, especially records and documents. Uh And we joined um, an archival group, which at the time was very instrumental in in trying to get a new state archives for Louisiana. Uh And when that happened, we got the new building in 1987. We became very active in trying to fill it with books and film and and, uh, research material. Um, And uh, we also got very involved in indexing and abstracting and eventually translating because so many of our records are not in English. Right. Um, And I'm happy to say that my mother at 85 is still very active in doing genealogy. We're we're sort of a team, and it's great to have somebody to work with and share your findings with. So I'm very lucky to have her still as my partner in crime. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. Well, it's very interesting that you would uh, actually get involved in genealogy because of the unusual your unusual last name and that your mother brought that to your attention and she's still there right there working beside you. That oh, is fantastic. Yeah. Well, how does Louisiana differ from other states when we start talking about resources? Well, I think we have we have very good uh, genealogical records here in Louisiana. Maybe I'm a little biased, but um, I, I think they're they're very uh, they're very good. And uh, some people may find them a little bit different or difficult to to research because we are a little different than the other states. Uh, one of those obstacles I've mentioned already is is the fact that so many of our records are our early records are written in. Uh, French and Spanish, so that that's sometimes a barrier when you're doing doing research. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, some of these records uh, over the years have been indexed or or abstracted, but not completely translated. So you really have to struggle with some of those original records. Um, and is the, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, since you mentioned some are in French and Spanish, I mean, are there like a group of people who are doing the translating, or how how are you getting these records? Some people have done them. Uh, Very few are active in doing that right now, especially the genealogical records. I'm one of the few uh, remaining who's who's doing it. Uh, Some of it have passed on, and... uh, 
there are very few who are doing it now. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, we're dying breed, I think. <laughs> oh yes, but just to, just to say that you have done some of the translating is just wonderful for those who who are doing the research. Well, it's 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 very interesting and it's a lot of fun and and I enjoy it. Well, where are some of the genealogical research facilities? I mean, you mentioned the archives, but there must be more resources throughout the state. Can you just give us an idea of where they are? Oh, sure. Uh, well, here in Baton Rouge, we have the Louisiana State Archives, which really is, is tops on my list, not just because it's here in Baton Rouge where I live, but because they do have a lot of genealogical records, like the vital records, um, the Confederate pensions uh, for Louisiana, a lot of governmental records that are useful to genealogists, things like uh-huh. voter registration rolls and tax assessment rolls and and military records. Those kinds of records are at the state archives. Uh-huh. Uh, we have um, we have Louisiana State University here, uh, where they have not just one library but two libraries. Um, the main library on campus is called Middleton Library, and uh, the special collections are housed in a building next door known as Hill Memorial Library, and Uh you hear people talk about Hill Memorial all the time because that's where a lot of the historical records are, things like newspapers and um, uh, plantation records, uh, things that have been donated to them. So they they have a wonderful collection at uh, Hill Memorial Library. And we have a very good parish library here in um, East Baton Rouge Parish. Um, uh-huh. uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of uh, facilities in New Orleans. Uh, there's the New Orleans Public Library, which is their parish library. The main library has um, the city archives and lots of books and microfilm. If you're doing research in New Orleans, you really need to go to the New Orleans Public Library. Did I tell you that's my second home? (laughs) Don't you love it? (laughs) Um, There's also the historic New Orleans collection. Uh, That's a a, a private uh, foundation that that funds this, um, this collection of manuscripts and microfilm, paintings, and all sorts of historical things in New Orleans. So that they have a wonderful collection there as well. And then also in New Orleans is the Notarial Archives. And uh-huh. that's um, another difference ab- about Louisiana from all the other states. Um, in Louisiana, uh, notaries have a lot more power than in the other states. And it, everywhere else, notaries are mostly just witnesses to documents. You go to get a document notarized. Well, in Louisiana, notaries could actually draw up uh, agreements between parties when they're in agreement over something, not a disputed uh, uh, situation, but when they're in agreement over something. So you'll find in the notarial records, you'll find things like wills and marriage contracts and property sales. So um, in most in all the other parishes, the notarial records were in, ended up being deposited in the parish courthouse. Uh-huh. In New Orleans, they, there were so many of them, they created their own archives. So you have all of these records dating back to the 1700s in the notarial archives. And 
um, it's a little difficult to do research there. It, it's more of an advanced type of, of, of research to, to do in the notarial records. But you can find a ton of material if you're in uh, if you're do, doing research in New Orleans. Uh huh. And I don't want to forget North Louisiana. We have some nice uh, libraries up there, especially in Shreveport, the largest city in the northern part of the state. They have an excellent genealogical collection in one of their branch libraries up there. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know people are probably saying, my goodness, Louisiana has a whole lot. Oh, my goodness. It's just wonderful to hear about all the different facilities. Well, where you can find information, especially. Yes, and then going back to the 1700s, wow, that is fantastic. Well, let's start off with, let's say researchers are looking for just vital records. Give us an idea of when those records uh, began and then where would they go to find vital records in Louisiana. Well, this is a very complex subject and and I know there's no real easy answer to to it and and I'll try to explain it as as briefly as I can. Um the first breakdown we have is what's considered a current record and what's considered historic record. You know, in, uh -huh. in most states you have a time limit as to what you what is publicly available and what is not. Uh in Louisiana it's uh 50 years for a death certificate and 100 years for a birth certificate. Um, and those records are, are, are separated by location, too. You, you have your, your current records are kept in the vital records office in New Orleans. Those records are closed. Anything less than 50, the death less than 50 years old and birth less than 100 years old. You cannot... Uh, you can't go there and do research. You can get uh, records for yourself and your close family members, a, a death certificate for someone who's re closely related to you if it's less than 50 years old. Uh -huh. Everything else older than those times is um, housed at the Louisiana State Archives in Baton Rouge. Uh -huh. Every year they transfer one more year's worth of records to Baton Rouge, and they prepare them, they uh, microfilm them, they index them, and they make them available to the public. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the next complication is when, uh, when the, how far back the records go. Uh, at, and depending on who you ask, <laughs> you'll get a different, maybe you'll get a different answer. Um, and like I said, there's no simple answer to, to the date. It depends on the location and time period. We have a uh, further breakdown by location. New Orleans is one set of records, and the rest of the state is another set of records. Uh -huh. uh, for New Orleans, the birth and the death records go back to the early 1800s. Uh, for most of the rest of the state, they go back to the early 1900s. Uh, now, there are some exceptions to that. Um, you have the cities of Baton Rouge and Shreveport, which actually started keeping birth and death registers in the 1870s, the mid-1870s. Uh -huh. um, then there are also a few miscellaneous birth and death records for other parishes. They're very small and, and very few records, but some do exist. 
I have a whole chapter of of my book on this subject, so that's why it's a little complicated to explain. Yes. Then there's another category of what we call delayed recordings, and this is when uh, a birth or a death is registered several years or some time period after it occurred. Uh So you could have someone um, who was born in the 1800s, but they didn't register their birth until the 1900s. So that's why it's difficult to say just how far back the records go. Yes, yes. And with these delayed recordings, now would you go to Baton Rouge or to the parishes to get a delayed birth recording? Well, you would go either to uh, Baton Rouge or New Orleans, depending on the date. You wouldn't go to the parish. Uh, you would you would go to the uh, state archives if it was more than 100 years old for a birth. If it's less than 100 years old for a birth, you would have to go to New Orleans. They would hold, for the whole state, uh, you would hold, You would go to them for those records. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's... it's it's a little complicated. <laughs> yes, it it is a little complicated because you you really you can just send a letter to get these uh these records. Or how do you actually obtain them? You can um you if it's a a current record, you can download some forms from the uh, uh New Orleans Vital Records Registry online and you would mail those in. Um if it's a historic record, you you can write to the Louisiana State Archives and order a copy of it mm-hmm. from them. Wow. So this is very complicated. <laughs> but it is possible. I mean, the, the, the thing is you're saying it is possible that you could actually find what you're looking for. Well, yes, there are some indexes online. Um, I have uh, on the list of, of Websites that I believe you put up on your um, on your page on, on right, and I'll let everyone know how to get that list. Uh, for those right. of you who are listening and you're wondering what uh, Judy is uh, talking about, she has provided a, a detailed list of the various uh, Louisiana resources, and you can get that off of my my webpage, JeannieBRoots.com. That's uh, com. Go to Blog Talk Radio or to the resources, and you'll see the entire list of, uh, of resources available uh, uh, that Judy has prepared for us. Well, Judy, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about church records, How can we find church records? So we're going to just take a quick break, and we'll be back in a minute, okay? Okay.
to research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and you're listening to Judy Riffle. And Judy has just shared with us the complicated, oh my goodness, how to get vital records in Louisiana. Very complicated. But Judy, I think we got it. So where can we find church records? Well, church records are, are really important for filling in those gaps when the vital record, the civil records, are, are not available. Um, and we're in Louisiana because we were predominantly Catholic uh, for most of our history. Uh, we have some excellent records from the Catholic Church. Um, mm-hmm. We have records of baptisms and marriages and burials, uh, and a lot of them have been published uh, in books that are available in most every large genealogical library around the country. Um, we have records, many people may have are maybe familiar with the uh, books of Father Donald Hebert. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Catholic priest who is now deceased, but had produced oh, dozens of volumes of books of church records um, from South Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana, um, um, there's probably about 60 volumes of his books um, mm-hmm. covering from the early seven, from the 1700s to the early 1900s. Um, also, the Diocese of Baton Rouge, which covers uh, several parishes in and around Baton Rouge, has published um, 20-some-odd volumes of books of their records uh, going up to 1900. They've also started recently publishing records of individuals without surnames, and these are predominantly the slaves who did not have surnames. Um, the, the slave uh, holders would have their slaves baptized and uh, married and, ba- and buried through the Catholic Church, and they made uh-huh. records of them. And they've recently started publishing those records, and we're very fortunate to have that because when you're doing African-American research, um, getting back into the pre-Civil War times can be very difficult. So Absolutely. those records are just so valuable in doing uh, African-American research. And I'm so glad that they made the decision to just start publishing that information. Yes, it, we're very lucky to have them uh, work. I've done some volunteer work there myself uh, in translating some of these records and putting them together uh, for publication. They've done two volumes so far, one for Point Capi Parish, mm-hmm. and uh, one is uh, the other is a multi-parish of East and West Baton Rouge and uh, the Feliciana, uh, West Feliciana Parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've I, think they're working on volumes to come, so we're looking forward to having those. That is um, wonderful. And the Archdiocese of New Orleans has published um, about 19 volumes, but they've only gotten their records through um, 1831 because it's such a large population there. Um, they've only been able to publish up to 1831, and unfortunately they stopped publication because of Hurricane Katrina. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't able to continue their publishing uh, program, so um, unfortunately, we're not going to get any more books from them. And there's oh, that of, is unfortunate. Yes. yes. Now, did they lose any of the records through Hurricane Katrina? Or they just stopped publishing. 
Yeah, well, uh, both. They did lose some records, some of the current records that were housed in some of the churches that were in outlying areas were flooded. Um, they were able to reconstruct some of them through microfilm. Rec they had microfilmed some of them, so they were able to reconstruct. Publishing program was discontinued mainly because of personnel, lack of personnel and volunteers uh -huh. to, to do the work that was involved in um, in putting the books together. So uh, they had to put their resources in other areas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So had, any uh, other church records? Yes, uh, for North Louisiana, um, we have some Catholic records that have been published for Natchitoches Parish, uh -huh. about five volumes of those that take from the early 1700s up to about the mid-1800s. Uh, and then there's some miscellaneous churches that have published their records or a volunteer has indexed them and published them. Uh, you can find them in, in many libraries. And, of course, there's some non-Catholic church records. Um, we have some of those av available on microfilm. Uh, the State Archives has copies of some of those, and some other libraries have copies of those microfilms. Uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. There are some church archives, too, some non-Catholic church archives, some Protestant church archives that have, um, say, records of some of their defunct churches or disbanded churches. Um, uh, and then there's some chur individual churches that still have their own records, so you would have to contact them directly and ask them to search their, their records for a, a particular uh, record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned some non-Protestant, I mean, some Protestant uh, church archives. Where are they located? Well, there's uh, say there's Centenary College uh, in Shreveport, which has mm -hmm. uh, uh, their church records there, uh, Methodist church records. Um, there are uh, some uh, Baptist archives that I believe is in Tennessee that holds some Louisiana uh, records. We have copies of those on microfilm at the State Archives. Um, those are the two two that come to mind. Yes. Yes. Well, it's just wonderful to know that that's the, they are available and, and house Louisiana records. Uh, that's a that's a wonderful resource. Now, when we move from the church and we the next place that a, a lot of us probably want to spend our life in, and that's the courthouses and the various parishes. But I do understand that several courthouses have burned. So where can we find courthouse records, and what might we find in those records? Well, uh, you would uh, go to the parish seat and uh, find the courthouse there, and most of the records will be there. Some of the larger uh, parishes may have their own archive where they would archive some of their older records. Uh, some of them, uh, many of them have been microfilmed by the Mormons, or the uh -huh. uh, Family History Library and you can get them on loan through your local family history center. Um, now, like most states, we did do have some parishes that have burned, the records have burned. Um, uh, one of the uh, most notable ones is Rapides Parish in the central part of the state that burned during the Civil War. Yes. Um, 
Another one um, is Livingston Parish that burned oh, in 1875. Um, we've had several uh, that have had some serious fires. Um, one of the most recent would, would be Calcasieu Parish, which is in the far southwestern part of the state. Um, mm -hmm. Lake Charles is the seat of Calcasieu Parish, and it burned in 1910. And, in fact, it was such a bad fire that um, many of the churches burned down, too. So oh. you lost uh, not only the civil records, but you lost the church records at the same time. So, Oh, um, yes. Oh, what a loss. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, are some of the, the courthouse records also available at the National Archives, or would you just definitely have to go to the courthouses? No, some of them, uh, we do have copies at the State Archives in Baton Rouge, not all parishes, but we do have selected parishes where we may have the marriage records on microfilm or the uh, probate records, some of the probate records on microfilm, um, occasionally the, the conveyance records uh, as, as well on microfilm. You don't always have to go to the parish. And uh, like I mentioned, the Mormons have filmed some parish records as well. So you might, if you don't live in Louisiana, you can check the Family uh, Search website to see what they've microfilmed for your particular parish, and you can order the film through your local Family History Center. Mm -hmm. One of the trends I've noticed is that some of the, the courthouses are actually putting their records uh, online. I mean, you have to pay a fee, but you can at least have access to yes, some of, of the those, wills and deeds and what have well, you. Most of them are not the really old records, the, the ones that you can subscribe to online, and you do have to pay a fee. Uh, they're mostly the, the modern records. Um, these are the records that the abstractors and the lawyers are searching. You know, they're not the records that the genealogists are searching. Uh -huh. uh, some of them have indexed some of their uh, marriage records, and you can search them on their website. Some even you can even search them for free. Uh, a handful have. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But most of the the records that you'll find are more current records uh, from, say, the 1970s to the present time. Oh, yes, we want to go back much further than that. Yeah, we, we want to go back a lot further than that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, let me see if we have anyone who would like to uh, call in and ask you a question. If you would like to ask a question or make a comment, please call uh, 646 0491 and press 1 to speak to the host if you would like to ask a question. Uh, when you do call in, I will call out your uh, area code so that you will know that I'm actually calling and giving you the floor. So if you would like to ask a question, please call 646-200-0491 and press 1. In the meantime, what can you tell us about the various Louisiana genealogical societies? Well, we do have several in the state. Um, the statewide organization is called the Louisiana Genealogical and Historical Society. They've been around for quite a while. They publish a journal called The Register. They've published it for 
many decades now. Um, New Orleans has a very large genealogical society called the Genealogical Research Society of New Orleans, and they've published uh, a quarterly journal called The Genesis for many, many years. Um, there are many active groups, the Arclitex Genealogical Association in North Louisiana. Um, Baton Rouge has its own local genealogical society. Um, and, of course, the, the group I'm most active in is called Le Comité des Archives de la Louisiane, which is a mouthful. <laughs> it's French for yes, the Committee it is. <laughs> for the Archives of Louisiana. Uh, it was founded back in the 1970s by the, um, the director, then director of the State Archives, who was a, a, a native French speaker, but he was not from Louisiana. He was from Maine. And um, he he liked to, he liked those French uh, names, so he he gave us the names of Le Comité and also the name of our journal called the Raconteur, <laughs> which is a storyteller in English. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we do. We actually have a, a a caller, and the caller is online. That's area code four four three. Would you like to ask a question or make a comment? Question, I'm curious if Louisiana has holdings uh, reflecting the plantation era. I'm thinking of plantation records journals, and probably what's going through my mind is something comparable to what one might find out of uh, South Carolina, the low country. I'm thinking of Magnolia Gardens and Drayton Hall and so on. Are there estates comparable, and are there records that one can utilize? Absolutely. Um, the first place to start would be um, Louisiana State University Library, or LSU Special Collection. Ah, okay. Um, they uh, would probably have the largest holdings of plantations um, in the state. Um, many of the, those records have been microfilmed by um, University Publications of America. Oh, and really? If you can find a large university library in your yes. neighborhood, they uh -huh. may have copies of that microfilm. They're very expensive, and right. they have to buy the whole collection. They can't buy just individual reels, so it's hard to find them anywhere. <laughs> um, uh -huh. And you can you can look at those films there. Um, Would any of have I'm sorry, would any of this be available through ProQuest, some of these um, um, microfilmed plantation records that you're speaking about? You may be able to get them on interlibrary loan. I'm not certain okay. of that. You can go online to the LexisNexis website right. and download okay. PDF files of the guides to each of these series. They're, they're in series, okay. like... Uh, a, B, C, D, you know, they have letters, and they're, they're yeah. by institution. And you would look for Louisiana right. State University. There's also, uh, I believe, Tulane has several plantation mm. manuscripts that, that have been uh, microfilmed. You'll even find some uh, Louisiana records at the University of Texas. So some, wow. of, them, uh, some of our records grew legs and walked over to Texas. So uh, we have to look at, at some of those collections as well. So, yes, there are quite a bit of, of, of plantation records 
scattered all over the state, but LSU has the, the largest, I think, number of them. Great. Thank you so much. Well, Judy, you were mentioning some of the various uh, Louisiana genealogical societies. Are there any societies that have specialties that you are aware of? Well, most of them are local, and they specialize in their local area or parish or town or, you know, wherever they're located. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're interested in a particular parish, you can you can check to see if there's a um, a local society there. And some of them publish a journal or a newsletter. Um, we at the state archives we have a, a pretty good collection of those uh, publications, those periodicals from all over the state. And there's a mm-hmm. list of them in in my book. In one of the appendices, there's a list of those as well. And since you mentioned your book, how can people obtain a copy of your book? Well, it's sold through the organization, and they can go to our website, which is listed on that um, sheet that you have on your website. Um, Right. And and we have a publications page that lists all of our publications that are available for sale, and they can uh, download an order form. We don't have the ability to order online, but you can print out an order form and mail it in. Mhm. Now, if someone wanted to really um, look at records um, of the Native Americans who were in Louisiana, would there be such a collection uh, at the National Arch? Excuse me, at the State Archives? Uh, no, not really. Um, there aren't aren't very many uh, records pertaining to Native Americans. Um, in, in state archives or really anywhere in the state. There, there's not a whole lot available on Native Americans. Sometimes it, they are um, found, that records are found in the Catholic records if they were uh, baptized by the missionary priests. You may be able to find them listed um, in, in those records. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, the ones where they don't have surnames, like the Diocese of Baton Rouge has started publishing the records of people with no surnames. Sometimes those include the Native Americans, not just the slaves and the African Americans and the free people of color, but sometimes it includes Native Americans also. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, let's move into just a discussion about resources and some special collections. If... Uh, if you wanted to, you know, really go back, a bit, let's say to Galvis papers, and and to learn about just what happened with Galvis and who were the men who fought with him, what have you, where would we find that information? Well, the the Spanish military records are uh, found in a, a few collections. The largest uh, would be um, um, the what we call the Cuban papers. Uh, the Cuban papers, okay. The Cuban papers. They're actually uh, in Spain now, but they spent a little time in Cuba, <laughs> so they call them the Cuban papers now. They have a long mm-hmm. name in Spanish, which I won't attempt to pronounce, but uh, we call them the Cuban papers. And these are the records of the uh, Spanish government and military. And uh, there's... Uh, probably over a thousand reels of, of that. Uh, LSU has a collection of them, and the Historic New Orleans collection also has them. 
um, then there's smaller portions that are found in a few other libraries, but those two are your, your biggest collections in the state. And mm -hmm. these are records that um, the genealogists and the historians have been mining them for years for these lists, these militia lists, and these records of the military people. Yes. Uh, and they still probably haven't scratched the surface of, of what's in there. Um, but these are, these are rather difficult records to use. They're in foreign languages, and they can be difficult to read. And it's a bit like trying to find a needle in a haystack. We don't have mm -hmm. indexes to everything. We have some general guidebooks, but um, it's pretty much just going through reels and reels of microfilm looking for information. Mm -hmm. but, uh, several people have uh, uh, compiled um, census lists and uh, militia lists and have published them in books and in periodicals. Um, there's no one place you can go to find them all, but they've been published. So you'll even find some on the Internet, on some people's websites. Mm -hmm. So they're scattered all around. Mm -hmm. And what other you know, special collections might we find at the various state universities? Well, like I mentioned, the plantation records. Um, they also have some uh, records of uh, the United Confederate Veterans um, that list people who belonged to this, these organizations who fought in the Confederate Army. They have these uh, rosters of members. Um, you'll find um, uh, other colonial period records, not just the Spanish colonial records. The, you'll find French colonial records. Um, uh, and just various manuscripts. You can go online, and I'll, I think I'll talk about some of these uh, websites later where you can search some of these online. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just see if we have any, any other uh, individuals who would like to ask a question before we move into the various Louisiana uh, websites. Uh, if you would like to ask a question or make a comment, please call 646-200-0491 and press 1 to speak to the host. Now, there's a, a question coming out of the chat. Once again, did Louisiana have any state census? There were a few parishes that conducted censuses. Most of those records were destroyed. Um, we do have a few scattered ones. Uh, I found one for Iberville Parish for 1878 uh, in the parish uh -huh. courthouse. Uh-huh. Uh in that year, oh, about a dozen parishes had censuses made, but they apparently all were destroyed except that one. I found some fragments of some odd-year censuses at the state archives, um, but no, they, there's no, like you have in other states like Kansas and, and the Midwest, there's, there's no census, regular census taken by the state. Mm-hmm. And then there's another question, and it, and it relates to the early colonial records. And have you found that old, the old script a challenge in addition to the language? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is difficult to read the old handwriting. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us more about the, the, um, the, the various Louisiana websites. Well, if um, if people can download this uh, one-page list that I have, uh, they can follow along with me. Um, 
Uh, of course, there's the big websites that everybody knows about, like Ancestry.com and FamilySearch and uh, Genealogy Bank, that do have quite a few Louisiana records on them. But what I wanted to do in putting together this list was to highlight some of the uh, lesser-known state um, websites. And uh, I, I selected these because of, they had the most content, not just general information, but actually had some records, either indexes, abstracts, or even some have the actual images of documents. Mm -hmm. um, the first one on my list is the Louisiana State Archives, which I've talked quite a bit about. Um, they have uh, an, an index to the vital records where you can go online and search the uh, death certificate index and the birth index and um, uh, the marriage index for Arlene's parish. Now, I would like to point out that, that those indexes are not yet complete. They're still working on them, and uh, they're adding to them. They also have an index to the Louisiana Confederate pension applications and a small segment of the New Orleans ship passenger list for um, 1851. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is the U.S. GenWeb Arlene's Archives. Um, I know most people are familiar with the um, GenWeb um, archives, but Arlene's Parish has been a very active group of volunteers, and they have indexed uh, some of the early uh, New Orleans vital records uh, that are not yet downloaded into the State Archives website. So you still have to use kind of both of them until the State Archives gets those up or uploaded into their database. Mm -hmm. um, the Louisiana State Land Office, a lot of people don't know about this. Um, it, they have digitized all of their historical records and put them online. Now, searching them is a little difficult. The indexes are not very good, but you can actually look at uh, claim papers and plat maps and land grant surveys on their website. If you, if you kind of know the location where a piece of property was, you can actually look at these records online. Yes, and I've actually found my ancestors' <laughs> records online. Well, I'm into the land thing. <laughs> yes, well, it, it does take some time and patience and uh, 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 perseverance, but you you can find all that online. You don't you don't need to travel to to the state land office and look at them there. You can do it all all online. Mm-hmm. And we've talked, the next one is, is Hill Memorial Library at LSU, and we've talked a, um, a bit about that. They, they have lists of their newspapers. They have a wonderful collection of Louisiana newspapers, um, and they're very active in getting grants to digitize them. They're a major contributor to the uh, Library of Congress's Chronicling America website, and they are... Um, working on the next batch of newspapers that are going to be uploaded into that. So keep an oh, eye Oh, that's out. wonderful. Yes, they do great work over there. Mm -hmm. um, we also have the Louisiana Digital Library, and this is sort of a consortium of, of, of institutions who have contributed small collections to this uh, digital library, um, LSU, contributed some newspapers before they got involved with Chronicling America. It was sort of a test case for them to, to digitize uh, some of these newspapers and put them um, online in the digital library. You also have some Supreme Court records 
Louisiana Supreme Court records on uh, the digital library. And even some uh, charity hospital uh, death records are in the digital library. Then that is wonderful. mentioned uh, earlier the New Orleans Public Library that's such a wonderful facility. They have a, a great website, too, and you can find indexes to their, some of their city archive uh, court records. Um, they have a huge um, obituary index. If your ancestors died in New Orleans and had an obituary, you need to check out this index and see if they're listed. It will give you the newspaper and the issue it was published in. And they That's right. That I know about. You know about that. <laughs> oh, yes. And they recently finished their index to the Justice of the Peace marriage records for New Orleans from 1846 to 1880, and that's a very important source as well. Um, I mentioned the New Orleans Notarial Archives earlier. Um, their, their website, they have indexes to some of the early notary um, records. Uh -huh. uh, they don't have them all there, but they, they do have some of the early ones that date back into the 1700s. Um, the Louisiana Supreme Court also has a, a, some, a collection of digital images of their case files that date back to the early 1800s. Um, if, you ha if you have a, a case in a parish that burned and it went to the Supreme Court, that helps fill in some of those gaps, you know, for the, for the records that burned. Oh, you're right. That's wonderful. So if, if your ancestor um, had a had a suit against someone and it was in that par a parish that burned, and it was appealed to the state supreme court, then they may have copies of that in the um, in the supreme court records. Uh -huh. So you need to look into that. Um, the historic New Orleans collection I mentioned them early earlier. They have some uh, old uh, survey maps for the French Quarter. Uh, they have some early French um, manuscripts online also. Um, the Archdiocese of New Orleans, I mentioned earlier that they uh, had stopped publishing their records, but they have put some, uh, some of their slave and free people of color baptismal records online as images. Now, they're very hard to read. You'll, you'll find out about how difficult it is to read those uh, early scripts and the foreign languages, but if if um, if you have some patience and you try real hard, you might be able to find some of your people in these um, in these records. Um, some of our Catholic records were sent up to the University of Notre Dame, and they have a website where they digitize all those colonial period records, and you can search them online. Um, some of your re uh, listeners may be familiar with Gwendolyn Midlow Hall's Afro-Louisiana History and Genealogy website. Yes. Uh, she has gone into um, some of these uh, colonial records and early American records and indexed the names of slaves and input them into this huge database uh, that you can search for free online. And the last one I mentioned, of course, is our Genealogical Society, Le Comité. And we have indexes and tables of contents of our journal. We have indexes to some of our books. Um, we have a members page where we have posted finding aids and out-of-print articles and indexes to books and 
all sorts of things we're, we're adding to um, regularly. So uh, we invite people, if they're interested in joining, to visit our website and, and read all about us. And I want to give a plug for the, the committee because, indeed, it is a wonderful group to join. The journal is fantastic. The finding aids will help you so much. So please join those of you out there who are doing Louisiana research. This is definitely the uh, committee to join because all of the resources are there to assist you. And, and I'd like to add that we're having our annual meeting on September the 30th here in Baton Rouge. We have a speaker from the National Archives in Fort Worth who is going to come and speak on the records in, Fort, in the Fort Worth archives. So um, we're, we're looking forward to, to that. Is this an all-day meeting? It's an afternoon meeting on Sunday, it's September the 30th. Wow. Okay, I mean, you have really provided us with a lot of information tonight. Would you believe we're getting close to the end of the show? Well, time flies. <laughs> time really flies. Well, let me just one more time put out the question. If any of you would like to ask a question, you have five more minutes before the show is over. 646-200-0491 and press 1. Now, we have a question. Are there many resources for Civil War era records? Well, are, are they asking about military records, or do you know? I'm just giving you the question. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I would I would think military records or what, whatever you have on, on Civil War. Well, we do. Uh, of course, the National Archives has the uh, military service records. We do have copies of those microfilms at the State Archives and, and some other places. The State Archives also has the Confederate pension applications for Louisiana, which can give some good genealogical information. Um, those would be the two from the Civil War uh, era uh, that I would uh, look into. Okay. Well, we're closing out on the show, and do you have any parting words before we close out tonight? Well, I, I, I thank you for in, inviting me to, to speak. It, it's been a pleasure. I hope I haven't confused everybody too much, but uh, um, if they have any more questions, I'd be happy to try to answer them. If they can get in touch with me, I don't I, don't know if you have my contact information on your website, but uh, I welcome questions, and uh, or they can find my address on La Comité's website and contact me, and I'll be happy to answer any other questions that they didn't get in. Okay. Well, well, Judy, I well, Judy, I want to thank you so much for joining us in the chat room tonight. I'm sorry that for those of you who called in, I could not uh, take your calls live. But I just want everyone to tune in next week because we will have Gene L. Cooper discuss records of the antebellum southern plantations. So good night. Thank you so much, Judy, for joining us in the chat. And remember, your ancestors left footprints. Therefore, you should follow the clues that are presented to you through oral history family records, and research at the National Archives and beyond. Also, 
please remember to listen to the African Roots podcast with Angela Walton Raji tomorrow, as well as listen to Antoinette Harrell with Nurturing Our Roots on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Thank you so much for joining Research at the National Archives and Beyond, Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and I look forward to you joining me next week. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.